0: everybody. Ron Russell right here from PTC Ministries. Won't you come go with us today as we get into the word. I believe the Lord is going to speak to your heart and I'll come back and greet you at the end. I mean, are you really thankful for the blood? What do you mean, pastor? It was the blood and it hasn't lost its power. Amen. Oh, what a joy. What a joy it is to know that in Christ and in Christ alone, there is power, not just any power, but wonder-working power. Anybody understand what that is? Wonder-working power. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was in a state of hopelessness, but now I have hope. I was in a state where there was no hope at all to ever be found, but then Jesus stepped in. Oh, because of the blood. I preached recently, and it resonates in my spirit tonight when they start thinking, singing about the blood. is that, you know, for years, the blood of goats and bulls was sprinkled on the mercy seat. But after the spotless lamb, when they put him in the tomb, and the devil said, we have won. What they did not realize is that very early in the morning on the first day of the week, When Jesus walked into the portals of heaven, he walked in there and he took his own blood. Blood that had never been. It didn't go to the holy place that was formed with the hands of men. But it went into the heavenly holy place. And he went in and he let his blood speak on his behalf. And when he took the blood and he presented it in the holy of holies, in the portals of heaven, there was something that transitioned. Something that we had never experienced since the fall of Adam. But for the first time, you and I had the ability to say there was power, wonder, working power. Because there was something in that blood. Can I tell you today, that blood is still saving, still healing, still setting free, still delivering. You and I, we can rejoice tonight because the blood, amen? I want you to give him a hand clap of praise one more time tonight. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Well, if you have your Bibles with you, I won't keep you long, I'll just keep you till we're done. How's that? If you have your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, where we're going to go tonight for a few moments. Do my best to share with you. Lord, help me, I've lost my glasses. That's all right. Good thing I typed it big. So, tonight, 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, beginning in verse number 8 through verse number 12, if you want to stand for the reading of God's word, I would say thank you for doing so. But tonight, very quickly, oh, those are pretty. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a little too red for me. I better not do that, sir. But thank like, you. Know, My family's here, and they'll use that against me. (laughs) I appreciate the offer. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. See, that's why you have the old and the new. I can enlarge it over here. So give me just a moment. We'll get there. Praise the Lord. There we go. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse number 8. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise ye, except ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken, for you shall speak into the air? These are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them, thank you, they're going to make sure I see one way or another, aren't they? Let me see, where was I? How shall it be known what is spoken for ye shall speak into the air? These, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, how shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian? I shall be unto him that speaketh as a barbarian. And he that speaketh shall be like a barbarian unto me. Even so ye, for so so much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that ye may excel to the edifying of the church. Let me go back to verse number eight this evening. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? For a few moments tonight, our subject will be, with the help of the Lord, destroying the house of confusion. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your word and it's anointing. We thank you for your presence in this room. We thank you for just the opportunity to stand once again. So today, Lord, I ask you to anoint this vessel of clay for the next few moments. Help me to speak your word. Help me to speak with an anointing that we would walk from this place edified, challenged, changed by your anointing and by your presence. And the church says amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for honoring today. For if the trump give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? For our subject tonight for a few moments, destroying the house of confusion. I don't know if any of you are aware of it tonight or not in this room, but there is a lot of confused individuals in our world today. I may say something, bring it a little closer home. Not only is there many people confused in our world today, there is many people confused in our churches today. Now, you may not shout me down tonight, but that's okay. You, you, you had your opportunity to do that this morning. But tonight, I, I want us to hear the heart of the Lord this evening. I cannot recall a time in recent history when people have been more confused than they currently are right now. The definition of the word confused or to be confused means this. It means to be perplexed or to be bewildered or to make even unclear. Can I tell you today there is many that is unclear. I saw where recently, and I heard that there was an individual, there's a lady celebrating the fact that she has the youngest transgender child in America. The child is two years old. Can I tell you today, we are seeing a generation be bombarded by demonic influence of all sorts. It is in this hour that men are calling good evil and evil good. Right is wrong and wrong is right. But today the church now finds itself even embracing the very things that it has preached against. Many today that used to stand in a place of clarity, in a place of Spiritual boldness, a place where they was an an example, are now making declarations such as this. Holiness is out, separation is no longer needed, and the process of sanctification is no longer required, they say. All of this has done nothing but give birth to a house of confusion. While all of us in this room has personal preferences, Some of you like certain styles of music and delivery of messages and there's nothing wrong with that, but we have created such a monster in our culture today that we want everything to be tailored to our liking and to our appetite, if you will, and if it isn't that, then It surely can't be of God, and therefore now we have a flavor for everybody. But can I tell you that there is only one church, and Jesus Christ is the head, and we make up the body. Now, please hear me. What we have done is we've got people believing that, well, I can still have this and do that and be part of this and I can embrace that and all of these things. And now we have a state of confusion. Confusion simply brings this into our realm. Confusion brings disorder. It brings upheaval. It brings chaos. And it also creates a place That is filled with noise. Paul in his writing to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14. He's dealing with a lot of things concerning this church. Because it had such a mixture of people in it. And he wanted to bring clarity to them. And he said listen. You need to understand. You need to go backwards to understand how things have been throughout the history of Israel. And you and I today, I think it would be good for us to go back just a little bit and let us revisit some of the things that we have known as well. When I began to look at scripture, I'm reminded of a passage of scripture in Numbers chapter number 10. We find these words. It says And the Lord spake unto Moses saying, make thee two trumpets of silver of a whole piece shall thou make them that thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camps. And when they shall blow with the Om, all the assembly shall assemble themselves to meet you at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. But however, he goes on to say, And if thou blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are the heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. But when you blow an alarm, then the camps that lie on the east part shall go forward. But when you shall blow with an alarm the second time, then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. They shall blow an alarm for their journey as well. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, you shall blow, but you shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. You say, what in the world does that mean? What that means tonight is this, that the word of the Lord came to Moses and he simply said this, I want you to make two silver trumpets, and they are going to be used to create a sound within you. Meaning this, within the camp of Israel, there was going to be a designated sound. Meaning that this sound would be used in a manner to bring order and structure and direction and guidance. And this sound was to be present throughout generations. Can I tell you that we find when you start looking at the journey of Moses and the children of Israel, you will find that there was times when there was one trumpet blown. You will find when there was two trumpets blown. You will find that there was a trumpet that was blown to sound an alarm, but then there was a sound that would come of a, from a gathering. Even though it produced different sounds, it was still a distinctive sound. It did not come from a clarinet. It did not come from a stringed instrument, uh, but it came from the silver trumpets. Now... You say, Why is this important? Stay with me and we'll get back there in a few moments. When this is present, when I'm talking about confusion, when confusion is present, not only does it bring disorder, not only does it bring upheaval, not only does it bring chaos, not only does it bring and create a place of noise, but it also brings division. And the Bible's very clear that a house divided against itself cannot stand. And tonight with that being said, there must be clarity brought back to the house of the Lord in this hour. What do I mean by that is this, there's a generation that must possess fresh vision. It is wonderful for us to give them the stories of granddaddy and daddy and others. But listen, they do not need a story. But what they need is an encounter with almighty God where they see him in his power and in his authority. And you will not ever get them to that place unless you come back to the basic fundamentals of the faith and to the word of God. That's why one of my favorite passages in scripture is found in Proverbs. 23 verse 23 buy the truth and sell it not also wisdom and instruction and understanding can I tell you if there has ever been a day if there's ever been an hour where we need the truth to be proclaimed and lived out before a generation it is now once again there must be a distinctive sound come from the house of God Notice with me, when we look at Numbers chapter 10, you find that there is a sound that is coming up out of Israel. Can I tell you, for years, we uh, had a sound that came up out of the church. Uh, Listen, uh, it's not about tradition. Uh, It's not about a personal preference. Uh, But it is this thing called the anointing and the power of God. Uh, Listen, we have gotten so far away because we thought we could create something new and unique. Uh, And I'm not concerned about the change of method. I understand every generation has had its method, but I'm here to tell somebody it's going to take more than somebody that is charismatic in the platform for a generation to walk in deliverance and power and authority. It is going to take more than somebody to sing on perfect pitch and have everything just in perfect harmony. It is going to take a real, authentic move of the Holy Ghost. And I want you to understand on a Sunday night, uh, I'm not here just to fill a calendar or a time slot, uh, but there is something burning inside of my spirit today uh, that keeps me up at night and wakes me up early, uh, that there's a generation uh, that once again has to hear this sound. Uh, I'm not concerned about popularity. Uh, I'm not concerned about being the most relevant. Uh, But what I am concerned about is that there's a generation uh, that is dying and going to hell uh, while they sit in the house of God uh, because the house uh, of worship has become so confused uh, that there's all kinds of sounds coming out of it uh, but can I tell you tonight uh, that there is a sound uh, that is from the portals of heaven uh, and listen I know some may not like it uh, some may call it old fashioned uh, some may say oh we have went beyond that uh, but listen my friend uh, it's, uh, it's something that I've experienced. Listen, uh, it is the sound of the Holy Ghost uh, that begins to resonate in the hearts of a man or a woman uh, that begins to dispel darkness, uh, that begins to bring life, uh, that begins to bring joy and peace and rest. uh, And then we wonder why. uh, everybody's just trying to make it from Sunday to Sunday. uh, We've lost our sound. uh, But can I tell you in this hour uh, and in this season uh, there's a remnant of blood bought, spirit filled men and women that says you know what we are tired of confusion let me have what Jeremiah had let me have what Isaiah had let me have what Ezekiel had let me have what those of the faith before us had they had clarity listen they may not have been the most intellectual they may have used eight and a lot of other words maybe they didn't have the nice suit and the fancy car but they had a wall in a relationship with God, uh, when somebody was dying, uh, when somebody was in trouble, uh, they could begin to cry out uh, and there began to be a sound released. uh, And when that sound began to be released, uh, it began to break through uh, the portals of darkness. uh, It began to touch the portals of heaven uh, and lives began to be changed and transformed. Can I tell you there's a sound that we must possess in this moment of time. For too long, we have allowed too many sounds to come from the house. I know you may not like this tonight, but let me make this statement to you. We are called to be a separated people. Not only are we called to be a separated people, but we are called to be a peculiar people. Notice, when you begin to walk through scripture, in the book of Romans chapter one, verse one, Paul says this, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated under the gospel of God. You've been separated. Now, but I wanna fit in, well, sorry. Paul was writing to the church at Corinth 2 Corinthians 6 and 17, come out from among them, be you separated. Please hear me. Galatians 1 and 15, Paul's writing again. He said, you've, if you read 13 and 14, he tells them a little back so He said, you've heard of me. You've heard of how messed up I was. You've heard of all these things that I've done, but when it pleased God who separated me. Yeah. Notice. When you and I are in a place where we come into contact and have a relationship with God, all old things pass away, all things become new. We hear that, we quote that all the time. But there's something else that we know in Galatians five and one that simply says that we are to stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Can I tell you there's a difference in the sound of a free man and a bound man. Hear me. We have to get back to a place where our message once again is delivered with power and passion and clarity. While the methods have changed from generation to generation, the message cannot change. The question today is do we even know what our message really is? You see, there's so many things taking place amongst us. But I'm here not to place us in a box, but I'm here to bring us to a place of freedom to realize this, that there is a sound within the church that the world cannot copy. They try. The world continually seeks after the talent of the church. If you listen to those in Nashville and other studio settings across our nation, when they began to search for studio musicians and talent, they try to go pick and draft from the church because they always are trying to Capture the sound that comes. But can I tell you, throughout the years, the church has a distinctive sound, not because our skill set is any better than the world's, but there is a thing called an anointing that has attached itself to the people. There's four things I want to give you tonight concerning what must be present in order for us to have a house that is not a house of confusion. You say, how, how, what do you mean our house is full of confusion? Notice with me, when God builds something, he doesn't build it in a confused state. He builds it in a prepared state. I preached a few years ago from First Kings chapter number six, and it's a message that has stayed with me, and I've referenced it at times, but as I was thinking even this afternoon, it's amazing to me that when God puts his stamp of approval on something and God begins to build something, he removes all of the unneeded noise from it. Yeah. And when you look at when Solomon began to build the temple, and you began to read 1 Kings chapter 6 and it's verse number 7. It says this, and the house when it was in building, meaning when it, was in a, when it was in the process of being built under construction, notice, and the house when it was in building was built of stone made ready before it was brought there so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard in the house while it was in building. I want you to hear me tonight if God is building the house your house will not be filled with noise if your life is filled with noise it is safe to say that your house is in a level of some sort of confusion. The prefab building that Solomon built, everything was made ready off-site. Those big old stones came in. You didn't hear hammering, you didn't hear axes, you didn't hear any stone been chipped away, but it was carried in and it was positioned and set correctly because the Lord said, I don't need any noise here. There's only one sound that's going to come from this place. Please hear me. We've got everybody and everything working in our lives. But the Bible teaches us that we are to resist the devil and he will flee from us. There has to be a level of resistance. And tonight, can I tell you, we can look out there and say the world is full of confusion. But I'm gonna tell you something, the church cannot sit and just diagnose it, but the church has to begin to address it. Come on. Come on. You say, how, how bad is it? Can I tell you this week alone, I had a three-year-old come up to me and show me his hands. Okay? Look, Pastor Ronnie, somebody, and I don't care if you're playing dress up with your kids or whatever, Daddy, don't take this out of context. But a three-year-old comes with pink nail polish on his hands. Mommies and daddies thinks it's cute. i tell you how contagious it is. There was other children around, and the first thing that they said is this. It disturbed me. Next thing I know is others said, I want my mommy and daddy to do that. No, you don't. That's for sissies. One of them said, well, I don't wanna be a sissy. Well, thank God he don't wanna be a sissy. Can I tell you, I'm not against letting kids be kids. But what I am against is mommies and daddies that is building a house of confusion. And then they wanna come in and they wanna blame the church because their son or their daughter is in a place uh, of obscurity and a place uh, of disarray and say, well, I just don't know, can I tell you? Uh, those mommies and daddies uh, that are doing that to their children are also standing in the sanctuary on Sunday, uh, lifting their hands and saying, oh, I love you, Jesus, uh, but yet they come to him, but they They will not follow him. uh, But can I tell you, there's gotta be a distinctive sound. Uh, I I gotta tell somebody, uh, there has to be repentance. uh, There has to be separation. uh, And there has to be holiness. uh, And there has to be righteousness. Uh, I know I may sound like an old preacher, uh, but that's all right, uh, because can I tell you, uh, I will stand to give an account for every word that I speak. Uh, I will not tell you it's okay uh, to live in a state of confusion. But I will tell you uh, that because of the blood of Jesus, uh, you can walk cleansed and set free uh, and you don't have to live that way. I don't want just a social gathering. I don't want just somebody to feel good and get intellectual on the ladder a little higher, but I want somebody to come into the house of God and experience a true, authentic move of the power of the Holy Ghost where lives are turned upside down. Listen, we talk about it, but I gotta be honest with you. Our lives are so confused. We talk about it, but yet we're not willing to pay the price for it it we have to change the house has got to be purged and we must destroy the house of confusion the church has always had a sound i'm hurrying i'm hurrying not only has it had a sound but it's had a distinct sound If something is distinct, it means this, it's different in nature or quality. It's something that others cannot duplicate. Which means that we are distinctly different from the world. I heard a minister from his own words stand in his platform a couple of Sundays before Easter. And said, we're going to do this big production. And our goal is to get as close to sin as we can. Stood in front of thousands of people in this church. And said, our goal for Resurrection Sunday is to produce a program that is so close to sin but we just don't wanna cross the line. Can I tell you, I watched part of that service. You could put it on the screen beside the demonic, satanic worship service that they had at the Grammys and it looks identical. In the platform of his church he had, and I'm not trying to be off color, but he had three women on his platform in leather pants, I don't know how they got in them. Their tops was just as tight. And standing in the holy place, they began to talk about their backside. You hear me? Come on. And this is on Resurrection Sunday. Come on. Come on. And the church goes... Their children are there. Yeah. And the church is whetting their appetite for sexual immorality yeah. instead of pointing them to the cross of Calvary. Spiritual leaders saying, I want to get as close to the world as I can without sinning. Really? And then we wonder why. Right. We go... To house after house after house and pick up 12-year-olds and 14-year-olds and 18-year-olds and 25-year-olds and 35-year-olds with needles in their arm and Hanging from nooses. And then we wonder why. Oh, how is this place so dark? I'll tell you why. It's not because of the politicians in Washington. Uh, it's not because of the of the corruption at the local level uh, of wherever you may live. Uh, but it is because of a backslidden church. Uh, because we have all kinds of sounds, uh, and we've got hirelings instead of shepherds. Uh, and we've not we, we've we've cast away the wisdom uh, and the true men and women of God because we wanted somebody that was relevant in in skinny jeans. Uh, If you wear skinny jeans, don't be offended. Uh, But what I'm saying is this, uh, we wanna appease everybody, uh, and we've lost our sound. Uh, But can I tell you, uh, if we would ever get our sound back, uh, your children would be set free. Uh, If we'd ever get our sound back, uh, we would have revival. Uh, If we'd ever get our sound back, uh, we'd begin to see a nation uh, begin to quake under the power uh, and the anointing of God. Get rid of the confusion. I'm going to tread. I'm not even lightly. I'm just going to tread. If you got something in your life or in your house that does not glorify God, you don't need it. Because what it's doing, it's producing a sound. Hear me. And when your children hear that sound, and then they hear this sound, and then they hear this sound, and then they hear this sound, it's like, what's right? May I ask the question? When was the last time your children heard you pray? When was the last time your children heard you pray in the spirit? When was the last time your children heard you worship while you was doing dishes? Maybe one of you all should have preached tonight. Moses, Moses, I need you to take silver and make two trumpets. Why? Why? Silver, why not gold? Why not some other material? Why silver? Silver represents redemption. And there is a sound that will come out of a silver trumpet that will come is much different than the sound of any other trumpet. And we got a whole lot of people wanting to produce a sound, but it ain't coming out of a silver trumpet. And that's why devils ain't fleeing. Yeah. On. That's why ABC, DEF, XYZ, all of them can walk into the house of God and sit down in their boldness and not be moved and dare you to address it. Because all that's going out is simply all kinds of sounds, but it's not coming out of a silver trumpet. Because there's a sound that comes out of redemption. It's not a sound of defeat. No, 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 no. But it's a sound of victory. It's a sound of authority. It's a sound of deliverance. Uh, and can I tell you, I'm here to tell somebody tonight, I don't know who I'm preaching to. I think I'm preaching to all of us. But listen, I don't, I, I don't go home with you. I, 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 don't, I don't know how you live. It's none of my business. Uh, what matters is that I tell you the truth tonight concerning this, uh, that there is a distinctive sound that must be brought back to the house of God. Uh, and you can't be playing everything, doing everything. Uh, but if we want a real authentic move of God in this hour. Hour, uh, if we want the church to rise up and be uh, in our geographical location, what God is calling us to be in this hour, uh, is somebody's going to have to go back to a silver trumpet uh, and there's going to have to be a distinctive sound come out of it. Uh, and listen, uh, you can't blow that thing if you're not right. Uh, listen, not everybody got to touch that thing, uh, but it was Aaron the priest. Uh, can I tell you, yes, he's made us kings and priests, uh, but only somebody that was pure, uh, only somebody that had been sanctified, uh, only somebody. Somebody uh, that went through the process of sanctification uh, was allowed to touch that thing. Uh, Don't you dare think you can come in and touch something that's holy uh, when you're living like the world. Uh, Listen, uh, this is not a house of confusion, uh, but this is a house uh, where the Lord must be lifted high uh, and there is still requirements today. And the preacher's preaching and they're sitting, but please hear me. Silver... Sound of redemption. Can I tell you? I'm I'm hurrying. Ezekiel 33, you read of a story where the prophet receives a word from the Lord. He says, I want you to get up on the wall. I want you to begin to look at everything. And I want you to see. Do one thing. I want you to begin to sound a trumpet. I want you to sound an alarm if you see trouble coming. Listen, there's trouble coming. You hear me? We ain't seen nothing yet, there's trouble coming. But greater is he that is in us than he's in the world. Listen, I'm not full of fear. I'm not full of doom and gloom. No, no, no. But for the blood-bought saints of God, there is a Goshen. Uh, There's a place of safety. Uh, Yes, God will keep us. Uh, Yes, we will experience some things. But at the same time, he has provided a way of escape for us. Uh, Listen, I'm not all, oh, what are we going to do? No, no, no. I'm here to tell somebody tonight. uh, But it's our responsibility to begin to sound the alarm. uh, And you've got to make the decision. Uh, What I'm here to tell you tonight is this, Uh, you cannot continue to raise your babies in a house of confusion. Uh, Listen, uh, we gotta get back to what it's always been. uh, Salvation through the cross. uh, Impartation by the Holy Ghost. Uh, Listen, a sanctification uh, where we're all a work in progress. Uh, I'm not who I used to be and I'm not yet who I'm gonna be because he's still working on me. Uh, Listen, uh, I praise God for that. uh, But notice with me, uh, not only do we find that there's a sound uh, that's supposed to be reheard in Ezekiel 33, but if you go on over to Ezekiel 37, uh, there's a sound that is there. Uh, What am I talking about? Uh, If you go to the book of Joel, it talks about a sound. Uh, If you go to the book of Acts chapter two, there's a sound. Uh, There's always been a distinctive sound with the people of God. Uh, I wonder today uh, how much distinction is between you and the world. Does this house sound differently than the houses of the world? Does our lives sound differently than the lives of those around us? Notice with me, you and I find ourselves in a very unique place. It's a place where we must rediscover the sound. We must rediscover our sound of victory, our sound of joy, our shout of triumph. Can I tell you,
1: Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. That's a sound. Nobody else sings that. Just the church. Victory is mine, victory is mine, victory today is mine. I told Satan to get me behind, victory today is mine. That's a sound, nobody else sings that. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sign and now I am happy all the day. That's a distinctive sound. What am I saying? Distinctive sounds bring clarity. When the silver trumpets blew in the camp of Israel
0: There was no question about what they were supposed to do. They knew exactly when to move and how to move because of the distinction of the sound. We have a generation that's set in the church in America. They've set under preaching, they've set under singing, they've went from conference to conference... They've read Bible stories. They've had Bible stories read to them. But yet there's something missing. They have yet to hear the sound. Because what we have settled for was giving them stories about the sound. Instead of being willing to pay the
1: price for the sound to be present today. I'm thankful for the stories. But my grandchildren, they need to experience the sound. Not the sounds, but the sound. There's a distinction.
0: Because in that sound,
1: changes everything see that sound brings peace it brings calm it brings stillness We've forgotten how to sit in his presence. Can I remind you he wasn't in the quaking and the shaking. He wasn't in the fire. But he was in that still small voice when he visited the prophet. There's a sound coming back to the church in America.
0: The sound is gonna be divisive. It's gonna separate the remnant from the church world.
1: But the remnant getting ready to operate in the
0: power and the authority of the Holy Spirit of God. You and I have the opportunity to be part of that remnant. But we have to
1: make the decision to get rid of the house of confusion. I can't write your story and you can't write mine. when the sound of the Spirit is
0: present. lives are changed
1: and transformed. Men and women are delivered and set free.
0: We will not be just an hour or hour and a half gathering, but we will become A place of refuge for the hurting and the lost. We will become led by the Spirit of God in such a manner that our hands and our feet will be dirty from the work before us. The sound propels us to action. The sound gets us from a place of religious satisfaction to where once again we begin to burn with anguish in such a manner that we begin to say, God, give me just just one more. Just one more, just one more. Just one more. The world is growing darker by the moment. The mandate has not changed for you and I, the church. I think it's time that we light our candle and begin to burn and produce a sound. As they come to the piano this evening, There must be there must be an awakening. We was birthed with a sound. The day of Pentecost, there was the sound of a rushing, mighty wind. when David was getting ready to go to battle the Lord said don't move until you hear the rustling in the tops of the mulberry trees there's a sound you said, why would you preach such a message on a Sunday night is because of this I was going to preach something totally different there's a message I've tried to preach for three weeks and ain't got to preach it yet so I guess the Lord don't want to preach yet but I really want to preach it, but I'll preach it eventually. But in my spirit, I hear a sound. Brother Don, that's why I would get up every morning and just, there's a sound. be very honest with you, I'm just completely just tired today. If I had my way, I'd probably go pack a bag tonight and I'd probably just go away for a few days just to to rest. There's a sound. before they even get a chance to live have been destroyed while mommy and daddy sits in the house of God on Sunday morning we have to get our sound back I'm not saying we go back say we go back to the old past and we walk therein yes repentance, sanctification holiness and righteousness absolutely but I'm not saying we have to go back to mauve colored carpet from 1980 and we have to sing the lighthouse every service I'm not saying that I like that song I don't necessarily mind them off. I don't like it too much. War, its welcome out. I'm not saying we have to go do that. What I'm saying is we have to recapture what those before us had. And it wasn't because of a certain style, it wasn't because of a preference wasn't even necessarily because of the order of the service that they had but it was because there was men and women that understood the value and the importance of living a separated
1: life and running after Jesus tonight
0: if you'll let God build the house you can get rid of the noise want to say this tonight the psalmist said it very clearly except the Lord build the house you labor in vain there's a lot of energy a lot of talent been wasted because you're trying to do it God says let me do it There's a freeing that comes with it. His ways is higher than our ways. There's a path that has opened up before us. You can't come to an intellectual end to this. This is called a walk of faith. There's people under the sound of my voice in this room. You're gifted, you're called, you're talented. God has great things for you and for your family, for your children your grandchildren. But in order for you to step into those things that God has for you, you got to get rid of the noise. There can't be many sounds. There's just got to be a distinct sound. Just a distinct sound. How do we capture that sound, preacher? We have to... Once again, come, and we have to uncover
1: the source.
0: In Moses' day, it was a pair of silver trumpets. In our day, we got to go through all of the fluff and all of the garbage and get back to the cross. Because from there
1: comes the sound.
0: daddy carried this for many years, wore the back off of it, little notes all in it, this is one of the notes that's in the back of it, I'll share it with you, I may have shared this A couple months ago, I don't remember, I shared it somewhere, it might have been here, it might have been somewhere else. But it said once in a home, a little girl picked up a book and said, mama, whose book is this? The mother said, that is God's book. The little girl said, let's give it back to him. We never use it. I wonder what kind of sound that little girl was hearing. I wonder if she saw mommy and daddy standing in the house of the Lord on Sunday.
1: but at home
0: the most precious thing given to man outside of the sacrifice at Calvary laid untouched while everything else was been illuminated here's what I want to say tonight we can't afford to give this back we must eat it every day it must be the sound that penetrates everything in our homes and everything in our lives
1: I wonder tonight
0: what sound is your children and grandchildren hearing in your house I wonder what sound these young adults and teenagers and children are hearing in this house every time they come. I don't want them to hear just a good song. I just don't want them to hear a thought-provoking message. But I want them to hear the sound of the anointing of God.
1: Let's rediscover the sound we stand all over the house tonight.
0: In this room tonight you and I
1: You and I tonight are the catalyst for this hour to create the sound. There was 120
0: that when they got together, when the mixture got right there, there was a sound. You and I tonight need to understand that we can produce a sound. He says where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am present in the midst. There's a sound that comes out of that. tonight as we get ready to pray maybe you'd say Pastor Ron I want my children my grandchildren to hear that sound I want this church to produce that sound I want my life to produce that sound the first step for doing that is just laying ourselves. in the feet of Jesus and saying Lord if you can use anything you can use me tonight if this message has resonated in your heart and you say I want to be that sound I want to have that sound produced but also there's some noise in my life that I, I, I wish it wasn't there Need that noise out of my life.
1: Because
0: I want to go forward. I want my family to go forward. You hear me tonight? The enemy's real good at what he does. He's real sly about trying to cause friction and division and things of that nature. And family and business and in communities and in local churches. And but when we producing the sound. Listen, when we get to the place where we realize the sound is all that's important, it's not about my preference. It's not about wanting it my way. But it's about whatever we got to do to get the sound back. If that resonates with you, I want you to step from your seat and come stand in front of this building with me tonight.
1: I want you to come
0: without delay. You'd say, I I don't want to have a house of confusion, but I... I want there to be a distinct sound coming from my life. I want you to come right now, stand across the front of this building. Right
1: now. Is there anybody? Is there anybody? Want you to come.
0: Don't be shy tonight. We're just gonna pray together. I want you to just stand across the front of this building. Come, 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 come. Listen, if we don't get the sound back, we're not gonna reach a generation. If we don't get a sound back, if we don't have an appetite for the sound, we're we're not not gonna see revival. We've become so timid. We've become so timid. I'm not being harsh tonight, I'm just being real and honest with you tonight. Until we get back to a place where we're willing to stand and fight for this thing. as we're standing Pastor Phil I'm going to ask you to come if you would and I'm going to ask you just to lead us in prayer however how you feel by the Holy Spirit tonight but I preach this message tonight I've I feel a release in my spirit but I'm going to stand here tonight and tell you that if you're comfortable with religion You're probably gonna be uncomfortable in this house because there's a sound coming. I don't say that mean, but I refuse to accept anything other than the distinctive sound. As long as there's breath in this body, I'm gonna fight for this sound. Lord wants there to be a sound in your life. So let's position ourselves to be all that He's called us to be,
2: Pastor Phil. Father God, we stand here at the altar as people that are candidates. the authentic sound the sound that conveys truth the sound that casts away confusion that dispels the untruths of the enemy and gives us a faith that takes us into the supernatural and miraculous activity of you in the earth in this present time It is the sound that conveys to us hope, hope that connects with the hopeless, that conveys the messages of truth, that brings about deliverance in every kind of situation. We thank you for the sound tonight we pray that as we stand here together saying yes to you saying yes to your Holy Spirit working in our lives removing that from us that ought not be there that brings us to a place that Joshua and Israel was at Gilgal before their proceeding into the city and conquering Jericho Oh God, so many of us have been accustomed to manna. We forget what you did for us at Calvary. Lord, we have entered into a new season, a new day. And Lord, we no longer need the manna of yesteryear. We do not need that which has sustained us in a wilderness journey. But we need that which sustains us as victor, as conqueror, as one that imparts to those around us the power of your Holy Spirit that brings about revival and awakening, that restores the unit of the home which you created, that brings glory to you in this hour, that dispels what the enemy has planned for the family unit, But we lift up your name above every name, and our homes are places where your glory dwells, and the manifestations of your spirit are experienced not only daily but hour after hour. We thank you tonight for the message that challenges us to a real and authentic commitment to the sound. May we be a people tonight when our lips are put to the trumpet it is the clarion call of the silver trumpet that resonates with the sound of truth that brings about breakthrough in our families and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I hope that you have enjoyed your time with us today. I sincerely believe the Lord is taking his word and is touching hearts and lives in this very season. I believe that you're one of those. And we encourage you to continue to join us uh, on these platforms. But today, before we say goodbye to you, until the next time, I'd just like to take a moment to pray a blessing over you. And uh, I hope that if there's some things going on in your life that in this season, you'll simply do what the Word of the Lord says, just trust in Him. The Bible tells us, taste and see, and you know that He'll be good. So today, I just pray blessings over you. I pray blessings over your family. And if you have yet to surrender your life to the Lord, there is no time like the present to do so. So God bless you today.